Today we're going to talk about self-care, mostly because it's important. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. We are going to talk about self-care because it's important and it's something that I am not very good at. (laughs) I'm good at self-care. I'm not good at being consistent with it. So this this is a podcast episode kind of in keeping with the emails I've been sending lately. If you're on my email list, then the last few um, emails I've sent, you probably noticed... Um, I mentioned that these messages I'm sending out are the messages that I need to hear. And this podcast is another example of that, I guess. I I guess I'm working through some stuff (laughs) in real time um, right in front of you, which is kind of how I do things. I do things in real time. I tend to do them right in front of you. So let's talk about self-care. And specifically, I want to talk about self-care when you're working from home. Um, This is a situation that a lot of us are in right now. It's the situation I'm in right now. I'm home all day. My kids are home all day. So (laughs) figuring out how to get everything done that I need to get done and to make sure that the whole family is taken care of. And there's a lot of moving parts that when the kids were in school, um, these parts were moving, but not right in front of my face, (laughs) if that makes sense. So um, self-care these days looks a lot different than it used to. Um, And so I wanted to run through a list of things that the more you can keep up with these, the better off you're going to be. And the caveat is that I know it's really hard to keep up with these things. I'm terrible at keeping up with this stuff. I, I'm, I'm really not good at being consistent with this. I tend to get up and like my natural inclination is to get up and get to work and go to sleep when I'm done working because I'm completely exhausted. And that's not really conducive to the actual life I want. So I have to pull myself out of this pattern or out of this behavior, or maybe it's I have to pull myself out of this mindset of work, 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 um, to the expense of myself, first and foremost, and then um, everything else, my family, the condition of my home, (laughs) um, my relationships with other people, and all of that stuff. So um, with that said, I sat down and I wrote out a list of things that can really make a difference when you're feeling a lot of extra pressure and you've still got to do your work at home thing, Um, which if you're a freelance writer, I'm guessing is what you do. Now, the first part of self-care, and this is going to be on pretty much anyone's list, and it's always one of the first questions. It's usually the first question that I ask somebody when they're really struggling is, um, when they're really struggling, and that is, something's happening in my house. I don't know if you heard that crash. Let's keep going. The thing that I like to ask when someone is really having a hard time is, are you getting enough sleep? 
Because for me, sleep makes such a huge, just enormous difference in my ability to cope with life, <laughs> to stay present with my kids, to um, not be snapping at everybody, um, and to get my work done and to not make stupid mistakes, if that makes sense. Things don't feel so overwhelming. Things don't feel so confusing. Things don't feel so complicated. Things aren't as irritating. Um, I can I can roll with the punches a little bit easy. Well, sometimes a lot easier when I've had enough sleep. And now that there's a new baby in the house, I've not had enough sleep in a while. And I'm really starting to feel it. So I'm trying to prioritize getting if not getting a good amount of sleep, because to some extent I don't have any control. I have no control over who else is waking up um, or whether or not they're going to wake me up. But I do have some control over when, when I actually go to bed. And I have control over how hard I push myself during the day versus putting on a movie and unplugging and like unplugging myself. This is what we do. We all kind of pile on the bed. <laughs> and when the baby goes to sleep, I take a little nap. Um, being able to, to do that has made a big difference. So if you're really, really struggling, get some sleep, get some rest, it's forego other stuff that's like not essential to life and get some rest. I was just crying to my husband last night that <laughs> the house is such a complete disaster. It's such a complete disaster and it's a wreck and it's impossible to stay on top of it. And we've got all these kids and, you know, the, the baby's demanding so much more attention and business is, is booming. Business is doing really well. So it's, de it's demanding even more of my attention and there's just stuff everywhere and it makes me crazy, but I still need to prioritize sleep and not chores and not dishes. And anyway, so I encourage you to do the same. The next thing, and this is something that I will be completely, um, <laughs> I don't know, know what is going on in my house. <laughs> this is something that I'll be um, really, uh, I guess, frank about you with. The next thing that makes a really big difference um, in terms of self-care is to eat well, which is not something that I do. Um I'll just leave it there. I, I tend not to get enough fruits and vegetables. I tend to, um, I don't really tend to get a good dinner because I, you know, there are all these kids and never, you know, mom has to get up and do all the stuff and whatever. So I'm not eating well. I, the mornings are so crazy that I don't get breakfast most of the time. And, um, I don't know. It, it's easier to reach for a piece of chocolate than it is to assemble a salad. So that's, you know, or like a bowl of cereal instead of a giant, you know, a bowl of uh, bunny food. <laughs> but I, I noticed that when I'm taking my vitamins and when I'm having my salad for lunch every day and um, being a little bit more conscientious about what I'm actually eating and I'm eating to fuel the activities that I want to be doing, as opposed to just opening a box or opening a package. Um, the more I'm able to do that, the better I feel and the more capable I am. So, so sleeping and eating well are critical parts of self-care. Um, I meant to say this in the beginning, but I'll say it now. We have this idea in our heads of self-care being things like 
um, a piece of, you know, getting a, taking a night off and reading a magazine in the bubble bath with a glass of wine and then indulging in a, in a generous slice of chocolate cake and getting a pedicure, you know, and stuff like that. And those things are nice and they can be a part of self-care, but self-care really, I read something maybe a year and a half ago and it was like, yes, this person gets it. Self-care really comes down to, um, taking care of the things that in your life that need to be taken care of. And so sometimes this does mean giving yourself a break and detaching from reality and, and going and having some kind of spa treatment. But sometimes self-care means balancing your checkbook so that you know how much money you have. Sometimes self-care means going to bed early so that you have enough rest. Sometimes self-care means canceling Netflix because you realize that you waste way too much time on it and it's starting to interfere with your other priorities. Self-care means things like diet and exercise and sleep. It does mean having fun and, you know, if you can, it's harder to leave town these days, but if you can leave town, you know, if you need a change of scenery, um, a weekend at the beach, you know, a weekend away um, could be self-care or it could just be um, indulging your avoidance of being a grown-up, <laughs> basically. I'm 37 years old, and I still sometimes have trouble making myself be a grown-up and do the grown-up things. Um, so, so a lot of what's on this list is not very exciting. A lot of what's on this list is not going to make your eyes light up and think, oh, that sounds so wonderful. Um, but really, when you start doing it, these are the things that keep you going in a really, really hard time. So get enough sleep, eat well, in, um, in tandem with eating well is drinking enough water. If I do nothing else to take care of myself over the course of the day, I'm drinking water. And because I'm nursing, I have to drink just a ton of water. So I have, if you've been on any of my Facebook lives, you've seen my big, um, 32 ounce water jug. I sip on it here on the podcast too. It's so it's 32 ounces and I try to get through five of these a day. And most days I don't get through five. Um, but I have noticed that on the days when I do get through all five of them, I feel better. And on the days when it's like 2 p.m. and I've managed to get through half of one, I'm really, I'm really struggling cognitively, physically, emotionally. Our bodies need water to function. And we as a society tend to, we, we tend to run dehydrated, especially if you're drinking, coffee and juice and soda and stuff like that. Not to vilify that stuff. I, I don't drink that stuff because I know it's not good for me. Um, I'm not going to tell you have to give up coffee. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking for an angry mom. <laughs> but when you focus on getting enough water into your system, everything just runs better. So, so hydration is a huge part of self-care. It's one where I'm really hit or miss. And on the days when I miss, it's, it makes such a huge massive difference that it's astonishing really okay um another thing that can really help um that qualifies as self-care when specifically to those of us who are working from home is to give yourself real chunks of time whether that means you bring in a sitter or your spouse is taking care of the kids or um we have grandparents and cousins nearby. So um, for me, that might look like um, sending the kids to grandparents or the cousins. You know, I'll tell my sister-in-law, hey, you want to bring the kids over and they'll come here and we'll all go to the pool and they get to knock around in the pool and I can get some work done. 
Um, you know, going for a swim might be self-care, but, but sitting under the umbrella and writing that email sequence that I really need to write to get my back end built out is also self-care. And do you, I hope that you see the connection there because taking care of the things that must be done equals taking care of you, even if they're not fun. Self-care doesn't equal fun and indulgence. Self-care equals taking care of things that need to be taken care of. Okay, y'all, I just discovered that the door to my office has been open, which is why so much household noise is leaking in. But now it's shut. Anyway, I was just saying, take care of the stuff that needs to be taken care of. And that is self-care. Um, let's see. The next thing, this is something that I taught somewhere in some of my stuff. And I don't remember where. But um, it's this phrase I like to use. And it says, fire your brain. I think this might be in freelance writing A to Z fire your brain. Stop making your brain work so hard. Um, and so what this looks like um, just in the day-to-day -day is like stop trying to remember stuff and write it down. Don't think, oh, I'll remember that. Don't rely on your brain to remember stuff. Write it down so that you can let it go and you don't have all these bits and pieces rattling around in your head, especially now when, when things are so different and there's so much more pressure and so much unknown, the more you can take off your own shoulders and put down on a piece of paper, the better off you're going to be. So fire your brain. This can also look like things like setting up a routine and plugging into systems, maybe bringing in some software to take care of stuff. I'm trying to move everything. I used to just manage everything with like a spreadsheet and an invoicer and emails. And now I have so much work, <laughs> so many moving parts that I couldn't keep up with it. So I'm, I'm moving all my client management stuff over to Dubs Auto. And there's kind of a learning curve, but, and I'm still very much not entirely sure how to use this thing, but I can already tell that it's going to make a huge difference for me because I don't have to sit there and remember a bunch of stuff. I can set up these automations and, and like half of the interaction that I have with my clients where it's like sending this form and filling out this questionnaire and sending a reminder and here's my calendar and all, you know, like all that stuff is being taken care of by the robots. And it's very nice because I have less to remember, which means I have fewer ways to mess up, <laughs> if we're being honest. <laughs> okay, so fire your brain. Look for ways to not have to remember to do stuff and to remove as much from your to-do list as you can. Another thing that has been absolutely instrumental for me is leaning on um, friends and support. So this could mean my husband. This could mean my, like my family of origin and my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law. This can mean my, um, the people in my mastermind. This can mean the students in my, in my high-end student group, the ones who have, um, uh, there are about 50 of them in there. And that's kind of my hangout spot. It's where I can go and let my hair down and I don't have to impress anybody. <laughs> um, and I can just sort of be, and we can be goofy. And some of these students um, have been students of mine for years. I mean, I think I put my first course out in... 2015 maybe 2016 probably 2016 is when some of these students came my way who were still hanging with me and so we're like old friends in a sense um so leaning on leaning on the support 
whatever your support system looks like. And, and that can mean like in real life and it can mean online. Some of my best friends are people who I see maybe once a year, if that. Um, but, but we're real people and, and we, we find support in each other and we hang out <laughs> on Facebook mostly <laughs> or in Voxer uh, m- many times a week. Um, and, and it's being able to be like, oh my gosh, this is making me crazy. Um, and to, and to have someone say, oh my gosh, I remember when I had to blah, blah, blah. And it was nuts, you know, or like they'll send funny pictures or funny memes or I don't know. It's, it's just finding that camaraderie that you have, whether it has to do with work or parenting or marriage or whatever it is that you need some extra bolstering, plug in plug in and find people. There are people out there. I'll just leave it at that. There are, there are people out there and, and having their support, um, is, is a really tremendous way that you can take care of yourself. Another thing that I want to recommend that you do to take care of yourself. Um, and this goes back a little bit to where I was talking about fire your brain, set up systems, outsource as much as you can. One of the things that I highly recommend you do is use some kind of invoicing software that has um, automatic payment reminders built in so that you are not the one sitting there typing an email to one of your clients saying, hey, you owe me money. (laughs) When it's built in and it's coming from FreshBooks or it's coming from Wave or it's coming from QuickBooks, it's a lot less personal. It's a lot less terrifying. You can set up your template. A lot of them have templates built in. Maybe you want to modify it so it sounds like you. Um, or maybe you just want to leave it as a template so it obviously doesn't sound like you. And it's completely impersonal. Um, but that is one way that you can really take care of your your mental energy right now. Because I know that that can be a really stressful thing is is chasing people down for money. Nobody, nobody likes that. <laughs> Except maybe the IRS. But government jokes aside, um, there's one other thing. Uh, I know there are two other things I wanted to suggest that you do for self-care. Um, the first one, I should have ordered these better because now we're going to go back to the one where, where I'm talking about making friends. Um, when you make these friends, it's not just about commiseration and support and all of that. Um, one thing that you can do is ask questions. Start to ask questions. When you are stuck ask questions. People have been there before and they want to help you. Now, the caveat is don't ask questions that you could go to Google and get the answer faster. So what's going to be faster? Logging on to Facebook, navigating to the Inkwell Guild, typing out a post and saying, hi guys, I was just wondering if anyone could tell me how to save a document in Google Docs. I've never done this before and I'm, I'm really confused and I'm not sure how this works. Could someone explain it to me? Or opening up a browser, typing google.com, or maybe it's even in your bookmarks and you just have to click on it, or maybe it's the thing that comes up when you open your browser and you type in how to save GDoc. Which one of those is faster? (laughs) The one where you go to Google. So don't make people be your Google. Take some initiative. And if you have like dinky little technical questions, try to figure them out for yourself. And then, you know, if it takes you more than like 
90 seconds to figure it out, that's when you bring it to the group. But do your 90 seconds of due diligence first. And the flip side of that, the reason this is self-care is that you are getting your question answered faster than if you never asked anybody and you just tried to figure it out on your own and you wasted minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, even years not knowing this thing that you need to know. Um, being a being willing to ask for help is one of the best things you can do to take care of yourself. Just um, don't make people be your own personal Google. People are a lot slower than Google. <laughs> okay, and now the final thing is to, you heard me mention balancing your checkbook earlier in the episode. Doing that in your business is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. When you know your numbers, when you know how much money you have, how much money you, you are expecting, how much money you've already spent, how much money you have to put towards something, when you know that stuff, it is such a relief because maybe there's pressure because you need more money. I need more money. I'm trying to I'm trying to rustle up one more gig this month to hit my my monthly income goal. Um, and I've got at the time that I'm recording this, I've got like a week, <laughs> maybe less. I don't even remember what day it is. Um, I've got like a week to come up with basically what amounts to one more gig's worth of work. Um, but I know that. And so I'm not freaking out and worrying. And am I going to have enough? How much am I going to have? What's the status? I wonder if I'm over budget. I wonder if I'm under budget. I wonder if so-and-so has paid me yet. Instead of wondering all that stuff and having all of those like bajillion open loops in my head. I know that this is my monthly income. These are my monthly expenses. I'm like $1,800 short of my target. And so now I know I need to be just a tiny bit more aggressive in looking for some new work. When you know your numbers, you know what you're, you know what to aim for. If you need to make $2,000 a month um, and you don't know how much you've made, then maybe you need to crank it into high gear, but maybe you can have, you know, five minutes of breathing room. <laughs> maybe you can have an extra day off next week because you're tired, um, but you won't, you won't know those things until you know your numbers and Balancing the books is not something that a lot of people like to do. I get it. I have been putting that off for basically my whole business. <laughs> I finally decided to hire a bookkeeper. Um, and then I decided to unhire the bookkeeper and my husband is doing the books. Um, but I find that now that I'm set up on QuickBooks, it's like, it's so easy for me to just pop in and out and see where I am and see what the status is. And um it's just, it's such a relief to know what your numbers are. And as you are setting up your numbers, give yourself a little bit of business spending money. Give yourself $20 on Amazon to get the fun paper clips and a nice couple of folders, you know, or to get a book that you've been wanting to read, um, maybe to help you with your skills or to help you with your confidence or whatever. Give yourself a little bit of spending money. Now, I'm not saying blow your whole monthly budget, and I'm not saying prioritize fun money, um, but if you have a little bit that you can squeak out, then get it. I mean, $5 can buy a really nice pen. <laughs> it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, so see if you can give yourself a little treat. And that that is part of the fun of owning a business is that you can, you can do stuff like that. I can, um, you know, I can really enjoy 
buying a new laptop because I know that I earned it and also because my old laptop was 10 years old. And, and so then I can really, really enjoy this new purchase because I set aside money and I, I knew that I wanted a laptop and so I set aside a little bit of money. And then um, when I was doing a lot of traveling last year, it was like, you know what? Now's the time. My old laptop hasn't died yet, but now's the time. And I did it. Being able to do that is so nice. And knowing that you are setting yourself up to be able to take care of future you is so nice. There's such a, um, you can, what's the word I, I want to say? You can, it's almost like you can, you can rest in just knowing that you are proactively taking care of yourself. Even if you don't have everything you need or everything you want at the moment, knowing that you are consciously working toward it um, is, is huge really tremendous, really valuable, really effective self-care. So I highly encourage it. This has been another disjointed podcast with your friend, Ashley Gaynor. <laughs> if you would like more disjointed shenanigans and ramblings, I invite you to the uh, to my Facebook group. We are the Inkwell Guild and you can go to theinkwellguild.com and it'll take you straight there. Or you can, you can probably search for my name on Facebook. Um, and it'll pop up the Inkwell Guild with Ashley Gaynor. All right, so I'll see y'all on the inside. So, my friend, if you have been listening to this podcast and you like what you hear, have you left a review? I'm just wondering. And I only ask because reviews are really, really helpful for podcasters like me. I really care about what you're thinking, what you need, and how I can come alongside you and help you grow your freelance writing business so that it's something that really supports your life and gives you exactly what you're looking for in some kind of work from home, get paid to write type of thing. So if you have not left a review and you are so inclined, I would be deeply grateful <laughs> for your stars, for your commentary, and of course, I want you to tell me what you love so I can keep doing more of it. Thank you.